0: Lock, talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations
1: with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox.
0: Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are talking step four, compassion, and our our subject is understanding. This is Kelly Fox, and I'm excited to be here with you tonight, because today just happens to also be my birthday.
1: Happy so, birthday
0: I'm, to you. <laughs> I'm spending my birthday with you. So uh, let me introduce... My beautiful co-host Terry's there. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Doing better than I was yesterday. (laughs) That is good. That is good. Yes. Getting stronger every day, right?
1: Yep. Every day a little bit stronger. Sounds good.
0: We had an amazing guest coach planned for tonight, but unfortunately she has fallen ill. And so we send out good vibes and uh, returned good health to Alana Schwartz and hope that she will be able to come on the show again soon, um, but that she feels much better fast. So sending all of that out to her with much compassion and understanding. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna continue that conversation of compassion. And I think that when we can have compassion for ourselves and then have compassion for others, there does come that, that layer of understanding, of understanding that um, we have possibly made choices that weren't the best at the time but were us doing our best and, you know, giving ourselves compassion understanding that others aren't always going to be at their best either and uh you know having understanding and compassion for them so i think that it does play uh hand in hand with um compassion brings along understanding so terry how would you how would you uh speak to uh, compassion and understanding.
1: Well, one of the uh <clears throat> books that I I read every day, sort of like a little meditation, is called Peaceful Living. And actually the last couple of days the for the for the day was compassion and today it was about understanding and this book is mainly geared towards compassionate communication so that mm-hmm. you are able to communicate with people with understanding. And so the things that they've been talking about the last few days is understanding our needs and understanding the needs of others and listening to their words with an, with the idea of understanding the need that's underneath the words. So if someone is saying something to you that, um, is not, you know, seems to be negative or seems to be critical or judgmental, trying to understand what is the need that the person has underneath the words. So I think that's really got me thinking about how to listen with compassion, how to be willing to not focus on the words that people say or the, you know, maybe the words that I say. But focus on what is the need that's not being met that is uh, producing this uh, these words or this this behavior, and I think that is is really helpful because um, I'm recuperating from a pretty um, a pretty traumatic illness that I've had. I had about a week ago. Ended up in ICU. And some of the things that I say, people may interpret that I'm being um, irritable or angry when I'm really just needing to be understood that I'm, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm not able to cope at the moment with city to do what I, what I normally do. And so I'm listening to my own words with that underlying compassion of, well, what is my need right now? You know my need is to be understood. <laughs> my need is to be cared for, my need is to feel valued and um so I can put myself now in that in the same position when someone else has something that's uh you know that's difficult for them or something that that where their needs are not being met, and I can compassionately listen to what the need is underneath the words. And not be judgmental or not be put off by the words or not feel hurt by the words, yet look at what is under what's underneath that, and to me, that's understanding, and that's using compassion mm-hmm. in a way that you're truly want to communicate your your caring, your compassion, your kindness, your love for that person by listening beneath the words that may appear to be not very understanding or might be angry or might be disappointing and and recognize that and then vocalize that are you feeling a need to be understood are you feeling a need to be valued is am i hearing you say that you you're feeling like you you aren't being listened to you know just going beyond judgment of other people's words or actions one of my favorite um compassionate people on the earth who was on the earth is mother Teresa, and she says you cannot love when you judge and i think that's the part of understanding and compassion you can't judge a person's behavior a person's actions a person's choice and love them at the same time so i think that's another way of sorry i'm running out of breath but my It's been a long day for me And uh, just being able to understand What's beneath a person's actions, words And understand that there's a need That's not being met And either asking what that need is Vocalizing what that need is Or just expressing concern, kindness, compassion For that person Regardless of how they're acting Or what they're saying Yeah, I agree with you.
0: I think needs come in and play a unique role um, when it comes to our behavior. And when our needs aren't being met and we're unaware that they're not being met, um, you know, our, our reactions to things are not necessarily in alignment with what's going on in the situation. And so it's good for us to um, have compassion for ourselves in those moments and understand what's going on with ourselves um, and then to also share that same compassion with others when something's going on with them. And I think that we... We definitely have the. I lost my train of thought, but I think that uh, it is it is our responsibility to meet our own needs, and so if we know that we have a need that's not being met, it's our responsibility to state that. But we're not we're not always in a place where we can or are aware or or whatnot. And so that's how compassion can come into play on both sides. When, um, when someone's not feeling well or someone had a bad day or, you know, we never know what's going on in someone else's life. And so just remembering that and, and having, uh, compassion is, uh, is always a a good place to come from.
1: Um, well, yeah, because it's all, it's not always about us, right? Right. And when we're in a situation, and uh, we're with a person we care about, and we have compassion and love for them, and yet, you know, they say something that that is offensive to us. It's not about us. It's about having compassion for them. And understanding that we we know that person loves us, you know we're in a relationship whether it's family or it's a, you know a romantic relationship, whether it's a a collegial working relationship where you have this you have this respect for one another, but one person for some reason that we don't understand is having an off day and they say something that we could act hurt about and escalate the inability to communicate with that person and yet if we look under what they're saying and understand and help them to be aware of that you know you're you're saying this what what is it that you need or you know are you are you willing to compromise and let's talk about this or somehow recognizing and having the compassion and understanding to get underneath the hurt or the anger or the disappointment and get to the needs that you have, which is to be loving to each other and kind to each other and supportive to each other. And it's okay. If you're upset today, it's okay. If you're, you said that it's not, I know it's not about me. This is about a need you have. What can I do to help you to feel safe, to feel trusted, to feel loved? And, you know, if you're, if you're having that attitude, then you're not going to get hurt by something someone says, you're going to try to understand what it is that's, uh, you know, causing this person to, um, to say something hurtful. Yeah. You know, that's how compassionate communication can, can work, you know, and then you can always put in the practice of letting them know, you know, this is how I feel. This is what I need. Are you willing to, you know, do do this or say this or feel this or, you know, so that it becomes a conversation, it com- becomes a dialogue, an opportunity to grow the relationship, to understand one another and to be okay. You know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed. But what do you need to feel safe?
0: Yeah. Yeah, on both sides, right? Because yeah. we all have needs and we all want those needs to be met. And if we can come together and have a conversation and, um, you know, address those, those needs together, then um, we can go forward in a different, you know, from a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, I think that um, we can, when we start to understand our our past and we start to understand uh, why we might have been motivated to make this choice or that choice, um, there comes this um, this compassion that we can have for ourselves or we can beat ourselves up or we can, you know, um, judge ourselves or we can choose to have compassion and say, okay, when uh, when I was that age or when I was in that situation, this is what I knew and this is uh, the best way I knew, to, knew how to go about it and have compassion for yourself or, you know, you can continue to beat yourself up but it you know, to be able to um, have that understanding and have that compassion can really move you forward with, um, with less fear and um, get you to a place where you can make better choices now um, with, the, with the skills you have now and the understanding that you have now.
1: Yeah, for me, um, I think we've talked a little bit on our show before about in fearless living, we learn about our what is our fear trigger and what's our freedom um, essential nature. And I think I've shared before that my, for me to be on my wheel of freedom, for me to be uh, not spinning in fear, it's for me to have compassion for myself and. As a recovering perfectionist, most of my life if i if i wasn 't perfect or I felt like I, I fell short that i wasn't good enough i I would not have compassion for myself. I would be the opposite. I would um, beat myself up, I would degrade myself, I would talk bad about myself um, and so once i I went through fearless living program and I learned about my essential nature being having compassion for myself, that's when I began to um, eliminate perfection as a mindset. And I became what I call a a recovering perfectionist because I believe believe that perfection is an addiction. And we, we learn as we grow up that if we're not perfect, we're not good enough. And we have in our mind's eye what that means. And it means something different for everyone, but when I realized that perfection was a myth and that I was to do the best I could whenever I could, and that that was absolutely good enough. And the more I learned to lower that expectation of myself to where I would do what I could, when I could, the best I could, and still, still wanted to, you know, to, to do the best I could, but it didn't have to be perfect whatever that meant, you know, and to me, it meant uh, probably different things than from other people. And the way I could do that was to have compassion for myself. And I developed a set of proactive behaviors that would get my mindset out of the perfection mode into the doing the best I could mode. And I practiced those behaviors in order to calm myself down and to have the mindset of doing what I could and, and doing the best I could. You know, I, I still want to do things in a way that I'm proud of them. I feel good about them. I feel like I'm serving other people. I'm an example of, of love and compassion for others as well as giving it to myself. And so I've learned to slow down, to pause, to take a deep breath, to walk outside to work in my garden, to read a book, to take rest, and I've learned that as I practice these behaviors in those moments that my addiction to be perfect pops up its ugly head, I can calm that down. I can, I can soothe myself with these behaviors that elicit compassion for myself. And as I can do that for myself, then I can do that for others, and I can give them the same. Space and the same grace to do the best they can. And oftentimes I, I have expectations of others to be better and to be perfect, and I would judge them what they do as well. And I can practice those same behaviors, calming myself down, having compassion for myself, which then allows me to see others in a more kind and understanding way and uh, to just have the intention to love and support them rather than the expectation that they'll be perfect, that they'll do it the way I would do it, that that's the only way to do it. And those are some of the things that I I still have, those addictions to, to fall into that, but I now have the tools, And the tool is compassion and understanding and kindness and giving myself space and grace. And I can do that for others because I've learned how important that is for me to be able to do my best. So the whole idea of compassion for me is is extremely meaningful because that is my essential nature. That is what the gift that God gave me to make my journey meaningful and significant for myself and others. Yeah.
0: Beautifully said. I think that um, compassion is so important as we, progress along the path to freedom as we take each one of these steps and um, get closer to who we want to be and where we want to go and what we want to be doing. Uh, Compassion is going to be one way that we can move ourselves closer. Compassion around our awareness, compassion around our willingness, or connection, and so on. Each one of these steps um, depends on the other to continue to move us forward towards freedom. We want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. There's all kinds of good stuff there for you to check out. Also, if you want more about Terry and I, go to fearlessgenerations.org, and you can find information there about our um, monthly membership program, uh, Staying Fearless. You can find information about our upcoming retreat in September, um, the Pathway of Change uh, retreat. Um, which is going to be fabulous where we're going to go deep into these 12 steps and uh, do exercises and um, implementation and just dive deep into the work. Um, It is going to be super, super exciting um, and great uh, for all of our participants. And you can also, um, go to our Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, and we are doing a five-day challenge right now. Uh, get five tools in five days, and we have just started today with tool number one. So go over there and check that out as well. We love to provide um, provide you know, whatever we can for you to support you along this journey to freedom. And so if there's anything that you feel uh, you um, would benefit from, uh, please let us know. We would love to put that out there so it can support you. Uh, Terry,
1: any last thoughts
0: on compassion or understanding?
1: Yeah, I just think that – saturday we're doing a workshop called what is fear and and it's really a good introduction to how compassion and the other tools that we we provide through fearless living can help you to understand the the part the part that fear plays in our lives and how we can mitigate that fear and certainly compassion is one of the ways that we can do that so I really would encourage all of you to join us. It's a complimentary workshop, and it's a Saturday. I don't remember the time, so Kelly will have to tell you. Uh, but It's, it's this 10, coming to Saturday, 10 to
0: 11.30 Pacific.
1: 10 to 11.30 Pacific. So we would love for any of you to join us and just give you that much more information that would entice you to join us on our retreat and in our programs because really what we're all about is making friends with fear in a way that allows you to to do things in freedom and uh, to face your fear to take fear's hand and walk down the road and say, you know, I'm I've got I've got you. I understand you. I know the part you play in my life. I know that you want to keep me safe, but uh I have compassion for the journey that I'm on and I'm going to uh take advantage of every opportunity that comes for me to learn and uh To move forward in my life To the life that God intended for me to live So I'd just like to encourage you To to join us on Saturday morning Uh, Again complimentary And get a little bit more into Fearless living And uh, we just love to support you That's really our passion and our purpose Is to to support uh, Our fellow uh, You know Human beings on their journey Here on the planet uh, to be able to live in freedom. So it doesn't mean uh, living without fear or living without chaos or living without challenges or opportunities. It means being able to make choices and take action in freedom rather than in fear. So I'd uh, just like to encourage everybody to join us on Saturday.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. We would love to have you. And uh, you um, you can find the way to register for that on the website and so go check that out there's also um, ways to do it on Facebook through, but the easiest way would be through the website so please go check that out and join us Um, we're going to be doing that workshop on the fourth Saturday of the month every month so uh, if this month doesn't work then uh, the fourth Saturday in February could be the class for you. So we thank you so much for being here with us. Terry. thank you for being here with me. And uh, until next week, everybody, be fearless.
1: Be fearless. Good night.